Hello, and welcome back to our podcast, The Boss Ravioli Queens. We are Boss Lady Amy, Nicole Ravioli, and Jasmine the Queen. And we are healthcare workers who decided we are going to spill all the ravioli on the ins and outs of working in healthcare. This isn't your usual podcast. If you came here for health and beauty tips, you're going to be disappointed because we are going to get messy. Every other week, we will feature a different topic that dives into the not-so-talked-about taboo and just plain underbelly of health. Care. We will talk about what it's like being a caregiver outside of work and all the struggles that come with it. Just trying to be normal, everyday people. On that note, let's get messy. Warning, this podcast includes profane language, crude humor, mature subjects, and possible talk of bodily fluids. This may not be suitable for listeners under the age of 18. This episode is called Not Your Mama's 9 to 5. So, in this episode, we're going to be talking about a lot of different things. We got a laundry list here. The first thing that I want to... Ooh, laundry! (laughs) No, I don't want to do any more laundry. (laughs) Never again. So the biggest point that I want to get across in this episode is caregiving is 24-7. We're taking care of humans. Humans are 24-7. And that's the job. And when it's... The end of your shift time, if your relief doesn't come in, you can't just leave. It's not a normal 8 to 4. You can't just clock out and be like, all right, take care of yourselves, guys. (laughs) You got it. (laughs) Loki, that'd be kind of nice. But it's not new. It's not how it goes at all. I should have said 9 to 5, not 8 to (laughs) 4. Amy, what are you thinking? Get it together, girl. (laughs) Not. Never. thing doesn't work. No? It just takes up space in here. That's pointing to my head. (laughs) Alright. I think Um. I can hear it rattling around. (laughs) That's what that is. (laughs) (laughs) I've been wondering. Hearing something. (laughs) That's what you hear? Yep. Mm -hmm. All day. Anyway. Piedcasting, guys. Piedcast. Ah, so... To bounce off of what Amy said about it being 24-7, like, it really is. There is someone with these people 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. 365 days a year. Yeah, we don't get off for the holidays, we don't get off on the weekends, like, we... It's every other weekend and usually every other holiday. So if you ever know somebody who works in healthcare and you know they do, like, a caregiving job... Don't ever say have a good weekend to them. Or thank God it's Friday. Uh, I, we hate that. Oh, I fucking hate it. <laughs> when someone's like, when I'm talking to somebody and they're like, well, at least it's Friday. And I'm like, it's your Friday. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm on like 10 days. <laughs> right. Also, too. Be mindful when you're talking to your caregiving friends and you're like, ugh, you never want to come out. You never you never do this, you never do that. A, they either can't because they're working, or B, it's their <laughs> one day off that you decided to make plans on. And don't blame them if they don't want to come out with you because they just want to sleep. <laughs> Yo, I can't tell you how many of my like old friends used to be like, oh, well, you never want to do anything anymore. 
Because I'm fucking tired, dude. I work all the time. Literally. And it's not just a normal job. I still have friends that be just, that always say, you're always at work. And I'm like, I know. I'm like, I gotta like, miss that sh- money, but, you know. Also, they don't take care of themselves. So, like, when there's shifts open or somebody doesn't show up for their shift, you get stuck. Or you're nice and you pick up. Yeah, or you're nice and you pick up because, you know... They can't take care of themselves, and and you don't want your coworker to coworker to get burnt out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if you're burnt out and your your coworkers are burnt out, none of y'all are good. Right, you're not at your best. So I think we should take a minute to explain burnout. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, but it's very valid. It is. It can be a real medical diagnosis. I know a lot of the times people kind of throw the term out around a lot and are like oh I'm burnt out but it is an actual medical diagnosis that you can get and you can get put on restrictions for it as well Um, like if you receive a note from your doctor and burnout includes uh, uh, what does burnout include (laughs) I know but it's hard to Um, describe (laughs) like physical exhaustion (laughs) mental exhaustion um Depression can actually be caused mm-hmm. by burnout because you can get angry. Yep, um, you can lash out at people, like including the residents. Angry, yeah. And it, I mean, if you're worn out enough, you can get to the point of blackout too. Mm-hmm. Yep, I've done that once. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, it was bad. Sounds like a fun story for later. Yeah, mm-hmm. it it wasn't it wasn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, burnout. Burnout is literally just exhaustion. Yep. But extreme exhaustion. Yeah, I was gonna say From it's working. like mm-hmm. past exhausted almost. Yeah, it's literally like you emotionally, physically, and mentally just don't want to deal with anything. You're like, I'm I don't Not even that you don't want to, you just can't. Because mm-hmm. you yeah. can't control you it. You can't handle it. And it it basically is usually from working uh, I would say, I don't know. 60 to 70 hours for a good couple weeks on hand before you start to really feel it. Oh, man, been there. Honestly, I'm surprised I wasn't burnt out because I used to work double after double after Mm -hmm. double. And, like, I'm not kidding you guys. When I was younger, I used to work, like, five doubles a week. Mm Mm-hmm. I remember... And literally, um, so the the place that we work, um, people consider 12s doubles. That's not a true double. No. A true double is a 16. It's an eight-hour shift plus an eight-hour shift. Correct. So when I say double, I mean I was working 16s like back-to-back all the time. And so it was literally <clears throat> like you work a shift, you're sleeping, you're up for your shift, you go home sleep. And then up for your shift, go home and sleep. <laughs> and legally, you're required to have eight hours off in between your shifts after 16 hours. You are right. not allowed to work more than 16 hours in one day. Right. And a lot of the times, that doesn't happen. It's really unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. But especially in like today's day and age, like where we are right now, everybody is so short-staffed and it's... There are people that either aren't cut out for the job and they just stop showing up or 
they they're just like shitty coworkers that call in and then you get stuck because nobody else wants to pick up. So if you're on a 16 or in our case on the weekends, um, if you're stuck on a 12 and your relief doesn't show up for their 12, you're now on a 24 if they can't find anybody to come in and relieve you. Right. So um, <clears throat> I feel like we should give a little bit of background in that. They, as in management, um, it is typically your management's job to find someone to come in for you. Um, <laughs> it's so distracting. Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, so typically it's your management's job to find someone to come in for you. Um, but a lot of the times, unfortunately, they don't. This shit's hurting my butt. <laughs> <laughs> so was that chair. <laughs> that's Fuck what I wanted. My, that's why I wanted my butt cheeks up in the air. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so to give you guys a little context, Jasmine and Amy are laying on the bed. And I'm sitting on a very uncomfy bench where I've been sitting for an extended period of time. <laughs> and my butt hurts. <laughs> 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 oh, what do I do? So burnout is not fun. Nope, not in the slightest. Working 24 hours or however long you get stuck at work is not fun. There comes a point when your brain just like malfunctions. Oh yeah. Can't mm-hmm. handle it anymore and your brain's just like, well fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you want to fuck me up? I'm going to fuck you up twice as bad. <laughs> I have literally like worked so long sometimes or whatever that... When I actually do get days off, and if especially if I have a couple in a row, I literally spend them just sleeping. Yeah. Usually, if I have more than one day off in a row, <clears throat> I'll spend the first one sleeping and the second one, like, chilling, relaxing, doing what I want to do. Maybe I'll go hang out with people. Sometimes. It's kind of rare now. I'm pretty much like a homebody. Mm-hmm. The ideal for me is three days because you get the first day to sleep, second day to actually live your life and be a normal human being, mm-hmm. third day, sleep in preparation mm-hmm. for work. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> That's what I do on my second day. Oh my God. I'll, I'll chill and then I'll go to bed super early and usually my insomnia will be like, yo, fuck you. <laughs> you got a lot of sleep yesterday, so you're not sleeping at all tonight. <laughs> you're not sleeping for the next week. Yeah, literally. literally. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> so, question. So, um, what is the longest shift everyone here has worked? Twenty... Mm, probably 20, I think maybe like 26 to 28. Uh, yeah, my longest is 26. 26 hours shift. Well, I know for sure I've worked a 24, but I want to say I've worked like a 25 or 26 as well. But that was a very long time ago, and I don't remember when that was. But like within the last year, I have definitely worked a 24 or two. Now, I have another question. Sup? 
So, not obviously your longest shift work, but what is the longest amount of time you have been up in a row because of work? Oh. That's a hard one. I want to say probably a full 48 hours. Yeah. Probably the longest mm-hmm. I've been awake because of work. Yeah, yep. but yeah, but I would <clears throat> say the same about two to two to three days almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say about forty eight hours. I don't know the exact number, but yeah, about forty eight hours. Yeah, for me all as well. stemming back to when I was in management because I kept getting phone calls. Mm-hmm. Someone didn't show up. Couldn't find the mm-hmm. fucking toilet paper. I literally got <laughs> when I was in management. I literally got to the point where like. I literally just could not get sleep without somebody calling me, so I literally just shut my phone off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, sorry, you'll have to figure it out, cause, or call somebody else, because it's not going to be me tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous, because <clears throat> I don't remember the exact situation. I know there was a no-call, no-show for, I believe, a PM, so I had worked my AM, Got a crap ton of phone calls, was trying to prepare for the knock shift not to show up because we knew that this person was probably not going to show up. And guess what? They didn't. Thank God I didn't have to cover it, but I still got phone calls all night on... How do you not know how to clean? Like, that's all knock shift is. It's cleaning. I got so many phone calls that night from the person that agreed to pick up, and I was like, bro, I don't even care if you clean at this point. Sit the fuck down, shut the fuck up, and leave me alone. Right, like Make the sure whole... the residents are alive and given their meds and like changed and whatever, but stop calling me. The whole purpose of them being <clears throat> there was so you didn't have to be, but if they keep calling you, it's like you're there. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> oh, gross. And that like causes like that was the moment like that sleep deprivation causes like mental breakdowns. I've literally like had been awake so long or like had to deal with like stupid stuff for so long, like. There's times it just like break down and I freaking just like cry. Yes. yes. Yep. That would happen to me too. And like someone not knowing at all that you've been up since like the day before call you for something that they think is super important and you're literally just like, just you, you want to hang up. You want to throw your phone and just be like, don't ever talk to me ever again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I've had... Quite a few times where I've broken down and cried because of lack of sleep. Oh, absolutely. Mm, yeah. When you're that tired, I mean, nothing makes sense to you anymore. Nope. Like, you can literally have, like, the simplest thing that happens, like, literally something you deal with every day. And when you're that sleep-deprived, it's the biggest deal in the entire world. Yep. And I also think, I don't, I don't think we've ever pointed out that you cannot sleep on a knock shift. Correct. So... <clears throat> Um, unless it's a sleep house. Yep. So there are certain facilities that do have something called a sleep house or sleep shift where that person does not require, um, awake care. It just means that at night the caregiver does not have to be awake. They can sleep, but obviously they're still there in case the person needs them. So the person can wake them up or whatever, if if that's the case. Um, but most of the time... It's awake care all the time. Yep. And there are some sleep houses where you can only sleep for like two hours at a time as well. Yep. There are some places where you can only sleep two hours at a time and then you have to get up, check on your resident, and then you can go back to sleep. But you still have to be up for that uh, every two hour check. Yep. Um, But like Amy said, most houses are not like that. 
<clears throat> and it's it's honestly getting more rare to find houses like that. Yeah. They were already uncommon, but like now, way, way less common. Mm-hmm. Right. I did work at a place that did um, the sleep shifts like at night when they were all in bed and stuff. They didn't need anything and they would wake you up if they did need something. Yeah. But um, they also had um, weekends, so they would do a full weekend, so you'd be there the full... 48 hours. Yeah, you'd be there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and it was yep. like a sleep and shift. And you wouldn't wait yeah. till Monday. Yep, so that's another thing that's really common in those types of houses. And that is actually something that is kind of like a loophole in our um, Midwestern undisclosed <laughs> location, <laughs> um, their labor laws. So the place that we live, the labor laws say that um, you have to have a full eight hours in between your next shift. And the thing is with these sleep houses is that you clock out and then you get a stipend um, for sleeping there. And technically, that's a full eight hours. Mm-hmm. So that's a loophole that companies use. Um, they're like, oh, it's no problem. You know, it's a sleep shift, whatever. So quite often you will find yourself being stuck there for literally days, mm-hmm. like days on end. Sometimes it's more than just the weekend. Like obviously, you know, when you sign on for the job, you know that the weekends are required at most places. But there have been plenty of people, plenty of times it happened to me, um, my coworkers, people that I saw getting stuck 10, 12 days in a row, no opportunity to go home, even get a new change of clothes, anything. They would literally be living at work. Um, Valid point that I'm going to make. I used to keep a go bag in my car. With a couple outfit changes and some, like, like a toothbrush and one of those travel-sized toothpaste bottles and, like, shower stuff even. Yeah. I have literally washed my clothes at work before. Oh, yep. same. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I've showered at work. Like, there's... Mm, yeah, I've done that, too. There's been so many times where, like, you feel like it's not appropriate or whatever... But I mean, like, we're human. We have to live our lives, too. I mean, if I'm being forced to stay there for two days in a row, I'm absolutely washing my clothes. I'm washing my ass. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to do what I need to do to make it through because, like, you have to. We're Mm. not robots. We cannot just keep going and going and going. We are human beings. Just like the people that we take care of. Yep, and that's something else I wanted to delve into a little bit is that state protects the residents. Like, they they come and make sure that the residents are good, and OSHA is supposed to take care of us, but they don't check in. No, they don't. Someone has to make a complaint, and then they check in, maybe, if they find the complaint serious enough. Mm -hmm. So, a little bit about, um, like, state... The place that we live, um, I don't know if it's if it goes for all the states, but ours, they have up to two years before they do a random check-in on a facility. Mm-hmm. If they receive a complaint, they can move it up on their list, but they don't have to. They determine how bad the complaint is and if they feel it's something to investigate ASAP they will but most of the time they don't so 
two years is a pretty long time for a lot of shady stuff to go down in a company before they're stepping in. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, people don't report. Like, there are plenty of caregivers that have gotten fired that I've known of or have known them personally who absolutely should never be allowed to be a caregiver again, but the company doesn't report them. Mm-hmm. Like, how are you <clears throat> How are you going to let that person go and take care of other people? You say you care about the residents. Well, it shouldn't be just your residents. It should be residents in general. Like, right. we're here to right. take care of and protect our consumers, and you're going to let this person go and get another caregiving job? So what she is talking about is being blacklisted. Um, blacklisting is a thing where when your company, um, you've done something that's so wrong, not only that goes against company policies, but it's also illegal and you are not allowed to work in caregiving ever again anywhere. And so when you're blacklisted, your HR department at that company or whoever handles all of your HR stuff has to report you to the state And they basically have to label you as unhirable. Um, So anytime you get a caregiver background check, which is required for any caregiving job or any job in the medical field, once they run it, it will come back and it'll say that this person is not allowed to work in healthcare in any way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. Which I think think we touched on that in a very, very previous episode. Yeah. (laughs) Um, cause I had mentioned that you can't even be like an x-ray tech or like, correct. you can't do yeah. anything yeah. in the medical field, not right. even like a desk job. Yep, exactly. And so like, obviously blacklisting is like the, the worst thing that you could possibly have happened to you if you want to try and make a career in caregiving and it's very serious and, um, it often gets overlooked. Sounded like you were going to say gets overlooked. <laughs> No, I wasn't going to say it It gets overlooked. I know. I know what I was going to say. It is often held over our heads. Like, it's a lot of the times it's held over our heads. Like, oh, don't do that. You could get blacklisted. But the funny thing is, is that even though it's constantly looming, it's rare that it's actually going to happen. Um, Basically because a lot of circumstances are I mean they're all different a lot of companies are willing to overlook things if you plan on like showing that you're actually going to correct whatever happened um if they see you're making an effort for it never to happen ever again and sometimes you have those poopy companies that the rules apply to some people and sometimes they don't apply to other people yeah like if you're gonna have a policy you need to stick to it for everybody or get rid of it. You can't have the policy in place and one day it applies and the next day it doesn't. That's just not fair. Which unfortunately happens so much. So much. I could speak on some things, but I'm not going to. <laughs> no. Oh. Basically, it only applying when it's valid. Yeah. When, yeah. It, when it's convenient. When it's convenient. Yeah, basically. That's, yeah. that's all the further I'm going to delve into that one. I have a lot of words that I'm not going to say because... Some very choice words. It wouldn't be good for me to do that, so I'm not going to do that. But yeah, um, that's that. (laughs) Moving on. 
Moving next, on. Next topic. Moving on up. <laughs> um, so we have talked about abandonment briefly, I think. Abandonment is um, a form of abuse, I believe. Yeah. Because it falls into the neglect category. Yes. Correct. So abandonment is very simple. It's literally just leaving your residence undetended. Undetended? Dear God. Unattended. Unattended. Lord hey, help us all. Bacitracin. <laughs> Bacitracin. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, um, it's not a good thing. And unfortunately, it does happen. <laughs> I have a specific story from a house that I worked in sometime last summer. Um, <clears throat> there was a woman working who, <sighs> she apparently told them that she needed to be off by whatever time because she had to go and get her kid. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> um, she needed to go and get her kid from daycare or something along those lines. And nobody showed up to relieve her, so she left the residence unattended. She just left. Yep. And she didn't call them to tell them that she was leaving, though. Like she, I don't believe she let anybody know. She had let them know earlier in the day that she needed to leave by this time, but I don't believe she called anybody to tell them when no. she was actually leaving. She didn't. She didn't. She did not tell anybody. Didn't she also have a company car? Yes. <laughs> so she did not tell anybody that she... Um, was going to leave. She did not tell anybody that she left. She, all she had said was, like, I need to leave by this time. Um, and she did not, you know, even... She didn't even send a text to anybody, like, saying, like, hey, get here now or I'm going to have to go. Like, she... None of that. Mm-hmm. And so then someone had gotten there um, well after the time. And by that point, they had been alone for like four, three, four hours. Yep. And <clears throat> um, it was actually a resident that told the person that got there what had happened because nobody knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I, like, my jaw hit the floor when I heard that. I was like, are you serious? So, abandonment <clears throat> is definitely something that can and will get you blacklisted. <clears throat> and if that's not the case, your HR department is not doing their job. Correct. If you are abandoning residents, you should not be in this field. Correct. Not in, in any. Um, so, that goes hand in hand with neglect. Because, I mean, you're neglecting the residents. Yeah. And so not only will you get blacklisted, you will get um, charged. You could go to jail. You could have anywhere from like a five to a $10,000 uh-huh. fine, I believe it is. I thought it was up to 5000 And I God knows you don't make enough to afford that. Right. Poverty. <laughs> Poverty. <laughs> Very true. Um, so... I know we talked about OSHA a little bit, but going back to that, I just wanted to say how you had said before, OSHA is really not looking out for us. And the funny thing with that is, like, they don't look out for us until one day they come and they're like, why was this person clocked in for so long? Mm-hmm. And then suddenly it's, well, you can't have your employees work like that. Mm-hmm. After it's been happening for years and years and years. Right. 
So another thing that's interesting to note is the undisclosed Midwestern location that we are in. <laughs> How many times are we going to say that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. Oh, God. I'll tell you when I know. Oh, all right. <laughs> So one of the things um, that's a law here is that you cannot be passing medications after you've been at work for a certain amount of hours. I believe it's 14. I thought it was 16. It might be 16. I don't know. <clears throat> but the thing is, is that you are literally so unsafe to like be passing medications. How are you supposed to be taking care of these people? Did we ever cover the five rights? No. Okay, well, let's do that. So the five rights of passing medication is you have to verify with the medication administration record, otherwise known as the MAR, the consumer's name, the medication that you're giving. Um, so it's right resident, <clears throat> right medication, right dose, which is the milligrams, Um right time and right route right route and what route means is it's internal or external so if it's a pill it goes down the hatch and if it's a topical medication you just make sure you're putting it on the rec- correct part of their body or if it's a suppository you're not feeding it to them yeah. <laughs> yep. Those little wax pills, you know. There's technically kind of a bonus, right? It doesn't really count, but it's also the right indication for use. Oh, yeah. Which is, you're not just giving a medication that um, is supposed to be used for one thing, and but you're giving it for something completely different. So there's been plenty of times where a resident has asked me, for a controlled substance, um, the, oh, I have pain in my knees, and it'll clearly state on the order, this is for headaches. Okay, well, I'm very sorry, I can't give it to you unless it's for a headache. Does your head hurt? No, it's my knees. Okay, call me back when your head hurts. <laughs> like, sorry, I can't give it to you. I love when doctors prescribe it for pain, just pain. Right. Mm. That mm. makes a big difference. Because even if it's just acetaminophen, which is Tylenol, um, if the doctor is specific that it's just for headaches, we can't give it for anything else, even though it could be intended mm. for all types of pain. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't <clears throat> recall what, we, what else we were going to talk about. I, I'm sorry. Lack of support from management. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> That's never happened. Never. <coughs> so. Who fucking wrote these? No. <laughs> <laughs> so all three of us being in management at one point, um, when we say lack of support for management, we're talking about higher than the positions that even we were in. Correct. So when you're in charge of a house or... You're the person that oversees multiple houses. Um, you, you need some sort of support from your higher ups. And a lot of the time, it's just left up to you. You don't have anybody to really turn to and be like, hey, I really need help. I'm struggling right now. And even if you tell them that you're struggling, they just don't care. Or they've got so many forest fires that they can't help you. So, Amy. <laughs> so sorry. I'm so sorry. Go drink some circle water. 
Um, Edit that in post. Yeah, definitely. So not getting that support from your upper management is, it's hard because if there's some sort of decision that you need to make that you're really just not sure on and you don't have anyone to turn to or they're just not available because they're never available... Um, that case, you're just going to guess at it. Yeah, you just make the best decision you can and move forward. It is the worst feeling in the world when you're calling your management or your manager, 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 <laughs> manager, <laughs> and you're like, hey, so-and-so didn't show up. I'm stuck. I've already been at work for 16 hours. I can't be here any longer. I need to go home. They're like, wow, that sucks. I can't come in, but like, let me know if you need anything. I like, just is there anything I, I can need. do for you? Like, let me know. I just told you what I need. <clears throat> I need to go the fuck home. Right. <laughs> I I can't even tell you how many times I have had supervisors offer to buy me coffee to make it through. Like, so you're gonna come here and you're gonna drop off this coffee for me. Like, do you plan on just staying? Make it make sense. The math ain't mathin'. Yeah, because at that point, really, like, if they have time to go get you coffee and drop it off at the house, then they obviously have time to help. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. Yep. So that's a little bit into our world and um, why all your caregiving friends are so fucking tired. <laughs> <laughs> Per, I, I've started using the term perpetually tired because I am perpetually tired. I am, no, I'm I'm not a uh, night owl or a um, early bird. I'm just a permanently exhausted pigeon. pigeon. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> yeah. I think that's about everything we wanted to cover in this episode. All right. Well, bye. 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 This has been the Boss Ravioli Queens podcast with your hosts, Boss Lady Amy, Nicole Ravioli, and Jasmine the Queen. Thank you so much for spilling your ravioli with us. Don't worry, we'll serve you more next time. Until next time, go wash your ass!